Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my co-host, my pal, my main man, Greg Albert. We are 30 minutes away from episode two of Flight 23. We are an hour away from game five, Celtics Heat, which is a crazy one back in Boston. We had a crazy game in the NHL, 4-0. I mean, oh, things what, are slow, goal. but... Uh, yeah, a crazy goal for the Florida Panthers going 4-0. The, the I, Vegas Knights are trying to also sweep. There's just sweeps everywhere. and Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a wild playoffs for the NBA NHL, man. What's up with you? Yeah, man. If, if this Heat series was a sweep and all four conference finals were sweeps... I was I, I was wondering like when's the last time something like that happened like it's so insane I could do twenty minutes on the Florida Panthers I have a future on them I've been watching them Let's go I, dude that first game was an atrocity to sports and sports fans across the country <laughs> it won anyway dude I know but I had to stay up till two a.m. on a game that tipped off or dropped the puck whatever you call it in hockey early and. It was a problem. I mean, four overtimes that that sets you that sets you back. I mean, I'm hoping they get some rest before this. You know, hoping this Dallas Stars teams gets a couple games going here, draws out their series a little bit, even though they're down. You know, captain. So, who knows what's going to happen? But um, they, scored, they scored the last second in that game too. I, I could relate. I remember going to the Garden for that Penguins game, triple overtime, and we yeah. lost. Dude, and I was at the Garden for as long as I was. At work that day, which is which is a bit wild. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. They scored last second game one. Scored last second last night game four. I mean, it's been awesome. And you know, usually this is a, a you know a, a non stressful time for us in the NBA NHL, being Knicks and Rangers fans. Yeah. And honestly, at this time, a very stressful moment for us as Jets fans. Always. <laughs> Right, the draft just ended. It's OTAs. We are like staring at our Twitters, waiting for every single tweet from any of our beat writers, whoever's at the facility watching the practices, telling us exactly where every ball's going, uh, telling us exactly how uh, our wide receivers are, you know, are having our demeanor with our quarterback, all that silly, you know, little nonsense. But this year is different, man. This year it feels quiet at all fronts. But I thought it was funny that CJ Uzama and Aaron Rodgers even commented on how many cameras were at the press conferences uh, the last couple of days. What are your takes on OTAs? Uh, we have we have some news. We'll, we'll start getting to all the news, including uh, some suspension news, uh, potentially also for one of our cornerbacks. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but what's your what's your take overall right here uh, on OTAs and kind of just kind of just uh, I'm at ease. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm the same way. It's the first time in a long time that I can remember a Jets offseason that, I mean, as always, I'm just like, don't get injured. Like, but like I was saying to you before we started, man, we have four time MVP at quarterback. We have weapons galore. We have like, it seems like 15 people at offensive line on the roster. We have a top 10 defense, you know, reigning rookies of the years on both sides of the ball. I mean, uh, you know, new draft picks that look awesome. And, we don't need them to contribute right away, which is like I said, the first, I can't remember a time like this. Um, so yeah, it's been, everyone needs to stay healthy. 
my biggest takeaway from OTA so far is the national media needs to clean up their Twitter game a little bit. <laughs> stop trying to scare people with these. You know, now that there's all these eyeballs on Jets OTAs, it's like, dude, just chill out. Like with this whole Aaron Rodgers is hurt, Alan Lazard is hurt, all these people are hurt. You know, just calm down a little bit. You know, as Jets fans, it's just mean to do to Jets fans. It's just, it's just disgusting. <laughs> You're just picking on the guy that's never won. That's won once in sixty something years, whatever it's been. Just calm down. Let well, us have because, a little something. It's because we're too hyped, Greg. The the truth is, is because all of a sudden this team that you said with these fans that have always been so down we're on always ourselves. Hyped. No, this year, man, it's been they're talking they're talking Super Bowl now. Like yeah. I, uh Craig Carton, I was listening to him yesterday. I was driving. He's kind of just trolling, like, oh, is it a successful season, Super Bowl or bust? Because he just wants to, you know, the odds are obviously take the field. <laughs> Jets or field, Super Bowl, yeah. I would love to take the field. That sounds yeah. fantastic. We'll talk a little bit about some uh some cool fan duel bets. I actually uh took uh specifically for the Jets that go away once the season starts. And there's there's a hater bet too about the Jets making the playoffs and the Green Bay not making the playoffs and this special boosted parlay. Like I I definitely had to dabble in the in the hater parlay. Of course. Brought to you by FanDuel. But yeah, speaking of Aaron Rodgers and his calf, probably much to do about nothing. Um he was out on the field after, so it's not like he went away. If he went yeah. away, I would be maybe a little bit worried, even though it is May. I'd be like, uh, you know, the Jets are coming back earliest from for training camp because they have the first game of the season, the Hall of Fame game, which is early, early August, like August third, man. That's it's super early. Yeah. Uh, actually, their preseason schedule just came out. We play the Giants still week three, um, so play the Giants uh, a couple times this year, which is which, which should be really fun. I agree. It's much to do about nothing. Uh, speaking of Alan Lazard, though, I I want to get your take here real quick. Stephen A. Smith mentioned today that he was worried about Alan Lazard being an actual number two wide receiver with Corey Davis being, I don't know. He wasn't there at OTAs, but I just assume he's just a veteran, right? He's like, I don't care. I'm going to be there. Uh, it's fine. I'm not going to work out in May. So say he's there. Say he plays eight games. Garrett Wilson's the number one in the, in the other half of those games. Are you worried about Lazard being the number two? Because, when 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 they were talking, they were bantering back and forth. I'm like, dude, Alan Lazard's a number three. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, worried and worried in what sense? Like that he's not good enough to be a number two, or that just he's that not like the, be happy with the a Jets' number, weapons quote, aren't really role. what we're painting them out to be, right? Like we're excited over a, a Jer, uh, like a Ruckert, uh, you know, one-handed catch in OTAs. Nice we're catch. really excited about Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, who was cut a couple times, which. I know that's the feel-good story, but that's also like the down, you know, the other side, on the side of that rope is he was caught a couple times. Corey Davis never, you know, never is healthy for a full season. Denzel Mims, you don't know, and so that really just leaves Garrett Wilson. So I guess the, you know, is Brees Hall. They keep saying he's going to be healthy for Week One. All right, we'll see. We have the Ty Johnson news, which, you know, he's not going to be back with his team ever again, uh, yep. by, by his account. So is Brees Hall's not healthy, then it's just Michael Carter and Bam Knight and a rookie. You know, in Israel. So are you worried about like the Jets offense, you know, when, when you take like a microscope to it? I mean, I'm, I don't know if it's 30 years of predisposition. I'm always worried about the Jets offense. <laughs> That's always been the problem. Um, we have Aaron Rodgers on the screen, so I'm not worried anymore. I think we're going to figure it out. I think we have more weapons than he's had in Green Bay in a long time. Um, you know, even with Adams there, they didn't have a ton of other pieces around him. Um that were lights out explosives. So 
I think Lazard's fine. I, I, you know, I don't see any issues with it. I mean, I just love Robert Sala's comments about him when we signed him. And I forget where he, I don't know where he went in the draft or if he was undrafted. I forget exactly what it was. But Robert Sala's comments were essentially like, we want guys from the mud. We want guys that came into this league with nothing, that were never promised anything, that have worked their ass off to make something of themselves. I mean, he signed a $44 million deal. The guy's paid. The guy's good. He's legit. My biggest problem with Alan Zara is that he traditionally, I don't think, stays healthy. So, you know how I feel about injury stuff. You know, best of, you know, best abilities, availability. You have to be on the field. Um, both Corey Davis, who is maybe more of a traditional over the top guy, deep field kind of threat, maybe. Alan Lazard maybe can mix it up on the inside a little bit more. I, I'm not too worried about Alan Lazard. I'm not too worried about the Jets' offense as a whole. I do think that I really, I mean, we've been talking. I really hope that we sign one of these more established running backs who maybe have a little tread left on the tires um, to start the season because I really just don't want Brees Hall uh, to have to feel like he needs to start the season week one. I want him to take his time, come back and be healthy and be playing in the playoffs. That's what I'm concerned about right now as a Jets fan, which is, again, is the insane thing to say and think. <laughs> Literally insane thing to yeah, say. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not too worried about this offense. What about you? Are you starting to have some doubts here and there about our weapons? I mean, they're not they're not all-star weapons, but uh, they're some of the better weapons we've had in a while. No, I just, uh, I, just, I just thought he made a good point about maybe it's, you know, when you take a microscope, it's maybe not as amazing as it sounds because, you know, we're making it seem like this is the best team Aaron Rodgers has ever had. Right, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely ball. insane. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the best wide receiving core we've ever had. I think Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker might have been a better one-two punch than Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, and Garrett Wilson. We'll see. That's a good, that's a good conversation uh, yeah. to have on a later date. But speaking of issues right now, right? we already we have our first suspension of the year. And yep. Brandon Eccles uh, suspended for one game. Um, we don't know what it's really about, but he does have that uh, high-speed crash uh, last year that he is in some program for. So it's probably, that's probably what it has to do with just take one game and don't do it again. Annoying that it's going to be in the home opener versus the Bills. Like, that's got to hurt so bad. He's been doing pretty well, too, in OTAs. So that's just some more OTA news. Um, let's talk about the Newsday article and our boy Beckton real quick. Um News, more weird coaching complaints from players, right? Yeah. Um, the Jets did not pick up his fifth-year option. He's mad about it. He said that he kind of blamed the Jets for his right knee injury as they put him at right tackle. He said his knee didn't feel right. He said they don't care. Just play. According to him, he got injured. And here we are. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Definitely going to test free agency. Coach Salah talking about how if he wants to play left tackle, he's, Dwayne Brown's going to have something to say about that. And then he mentioned a couple other right tackles that aren't really going to have anything to say about that. It's really just Dwayne Brown. Yeah. Do you think Becton's going to be the right tackle or do you think it's going to be Mitchell and Becton's just going to be the backup left until and just wait until Dwayne Brown goes down or if not, just ride the bench? I feel riding the bench is an interesting take if I'm his agent because on one hand, it's no one has seen you play. Who knows what money you deserve? You're not going to get top dollar left tackle. On the other hand, there's that potential. There's that I'm finally healthy. I took the year off. It's all the Jets' fault. Look how skinny I am. Look, and I'm huge, and I can 
potential to be an all pro. My ceiling is really high. So pay me X amount of money. I'll go to your franchise for four years. You know what I mean? What do you what do you think about this Beckton situation? And again, do you think he's going to be the right tackle? Or do you think it's going to be Mitchell or somebody else? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It, it sucks the way this is kind of shaping out because we've, I mean, dealt with all the Beckton stuff for the last three years or whatever it's been. Ever since um, he's been drafted, man. Since literally the day he's been drafted, I've been dealing with Beckton stuff. Yeah, and you know his first season was tremendous, and I, you know, I thought we had something with him. It doesn't seem to be the case yet, but to your point, there's always that upside where if he's finally healthy and he's finally able to play, um, it could be good for us. I do see both sides. Usually, I would say just get on the field, play right tackle, and then inevitably, Dwayne Brown, unfortunately, is going to miss some time at some point, whether it's just maintenance or whether it's some sort of other issue. And you're going to have an opportunity to move to left tackle. And then you're going to be able to, you know, show what you're truly worth. Um, I don't know because he made comments about, like, playing right tackle puts different pressure on different points on my body that I'm not used to. So that was, you know, I think some of the things he was alluding to with his knee. So maybe it is safer for him to just sit on the bench until a left tackle position opens up and then he can play left tackle. I don't know. The great thing, the, the spot that we're at, is if he does that, a ride in the bench to start the season, I think we have plenty of other options to go at right tackle where I'm not as concerned. All right. That's good. That's good enough for me. Do you think uh, Max we'll Mitchell how... would be the starting right tackle? I mean, if yeah, I mean, uh, if Becton's not going to do it or Becton's not available as usual, right, which I hope is not the case. I hope it is Becton right tackle. But if he's saying, I don't want to play right, then, yeah, I think it is Mitchell. I think Mitchell's there, but hopefully he does want to play right and everything is, you know, it's all good. Uh, so yeah. we'll see what happens there. But if if not, I do. I think it's Mitchell or honestly, George Fan is still Ju June 1st is coming. We keep talking about these post June 1st cuts. We're finally yep. here. Um, yeah, there was just that we brought in Billy Turner and Rodgers talked him up a bunch. Um, you know, he's worked with Hackett, obviously in Green Bay, and then in Denver. I just didn't know if that was a viable opportunity. Um, to start the season a little bit more experienced than Max Mitchell. I love the, the way Max Mitchell looks and the way he's getting ready for the season. I mean, if he can pan out to be something, same thing with Beckton. I mean, that would be tremendous for us. Who's to say it's not AVT again, man? You never know with this team. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Honestly, we have a bunch of guards just sticking there, put AVT back at right tackle and call it a day. Who knows with these guys? Yeah, he was tremendous wherever he played. So, Other news coming out of Jets camp. And the last really news we have for the day before we get into uh, the new NFL rules and some really quick FanDuel bets. We'll get into that more, obviously, as, a, as the season comes on. But they've crossed my my pad, so just kind of want to drop it if you have some uh, money laying around here from uh, some NBA Finals money or something like that. As Greg a has some golf features money, on Panthers, maybe he's cashing out early. Who knows? A little, a little Brooks Kepka money. A little Brooks Kepka money. Um, yo. Matt Areza, mm -hmm. a lot of controversy uh, from the punk the god uh, a couple years ago. Uh, 2022 draft, big draft six round by the Buffalo Bills out of San Diego State. Let's just talk football for a second. Matt Areza's numbers are unbelievable. I mean, when you uh, the nitty gritty is not even worth it because they're just boring punting stats, but he broke all the records on. And he beat your boy, Braden Mann, 
right? Which is a funny name to bring up, but he held all the records before. He was a beast. As soon as he got drafted, switch over from football. He had the off the field stuff accused of some pretty heinous stuff. Was just cleared of everything on the criminal side, still being sued on the civil side by the family, which is a less of a burden of proof. Uh, it's preponderance of the evidence. It's not the criminal charges. So in in cases, very famous cases, that it, it's possible that he's going to be held civilly liable and not criminally liable. That's where he sits. The Jets brought him in for a workout. He's obviously talented as a player. We have Morstead, which we were really hyped about. He has a million in guarantees. He's on the roster. Any thoughts about bringing out Matt Areza to, to camp? And do you ultimately think he's going to end up being a New York Jet? And if he does, is he going to get like a nothing contract, like a prove-it deal just to come, like maybe a practice squad, like come hang out, but then someone could sign him? Or is are we potentially like, yo, we could start you, we'll just take the million-dollar loss on Morstead. A million dollars is not a big deal. Yeah, I think that's kind of the case. I mean, if you can come in and he can play, um, I think there's an there's an avenue for him. Special teams has been something, you know, after the offense, special teams has always been a you know a thorn in our side for years. If we can get this figured out with the kicking and the punting, um, you know, it would be tremendous. To your point, you know, he, he's someone that we talked about in the pre-draft process as a late round pick for us because he is a game changer on the field. He can punt the ball a ridiculous, ridiculous distance. Um, so, you know, my problem is, is the off field stuff. I don't know if it's worth having a headache around or a bad guy around. I don't, I, you know, I don't know exactly what happened in that situation. Your facility, um, when it's a punter, I mean, I feel like the NFL, a lot of sports leagues allow guys, give guys second, third chances, have bad guys on the rosters. Um, and, you know, kind of let them try to stick between the white lines on Sundays. Um, I just don't know if it's worth it for a punter to have, you know, outcries, media circus, questions about it going into a season like this. Um, you know, if, if he's found not guilty of everything and he didn't do anything wrong, then, yeah, I, I would say 100% because he is an absolute game changer. Well, he's, um, not, he's not going to be charged anything. There's no guilty, not guilty anymore. So it's done. Well, it's, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah. But, whatever happens civilly, I guess, then technically, you know. Oh, I mean, that's going to take years. I don't know if, I don't know if anyone's going to wait for that. He might get a suspension, but I don't know. Cause it, but it's because yeah. it was all before NFL, NFL, before he was employed. So the NFL really has nothing to do with it. So it's a, it, it, it's a tricky situation. He's a very good punter. Uh, we'll see what happens if he comes on the team. It's definitely going to come with controversy. For sure. I just wonder at what point, like if you're not charged, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know the issue. I don't really know the specifics. It's just crazy. Like at what point do you not work anymore? But, well, you know, everyone's entitled to, you know, yeah. their own situation. Yeah, I mean, the guy could punt the ball 85 yards. <laughs> yeah, and he has so, no criminal charges. Like, I yeah. don't know what to do. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how I stand there. Don't care about more sets, 1 million. Send them home if you have to, yeah. if or if you're good with a razor. And, and that would suck for him because he just came up from Miami, right? I mean, he's, a, he's, from Miami. Bet, he's been on a million teams. Yeah, he's got sure. a, does it really suck? He just got handed a million dollars to do literally nothing. 
Like that's true. Like literally go into it. New York, go into New Jersey, sign a piece of paper, and you make one million dollars. Like literally do nothing else. Yeah, I mean he can right, and then he can go play for another team if he really wants to keep playing. Exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure that offsets us, but that's a different story yep. for a different day. Yeah. Last but not least, we have some NFL rules coming in. We'll put Joe Douglas on the screen here. Hell yeah. Two pertinent NFL rules. One, Thursday night football subject to flexing. Uh, that's going to be the high, the highest scrutiny. Um, if you're a lawyer listening to this, we have, some, we have, some, we have three scrutinies here, like in con law. Uh, we have the strictest scrutiny, which is the Thursday night football, which they're only going to uh, change in case of emergency, which happens to be if there's like a backup quarterback versus a backup quarterback and no one wants to watch it with no playoff implications. Uh, then after that, it's Monday night football, which they also really don't want to flex, but they will if there's a really, really bad game, probably around the same circumstances. And then as always, we have the Sunday night flex the last couple of weeks, which we're all used to. Not that big of a deal rule, in my opinion. The second rule that everyone's freaking out about including our boy Pat McAfee. Mm -hmm. They're giving the NFL for one year the college kickoff rules. Um, and punting rules. Is right? it punting as well? I thought so. No, it's just kickoffs. Just kicking? Okay. Yeah, it's just kickoffs. Um, if you... Right now, at what we're used to right now in 2022... If the ball goes in the end zone and you take it and you fair catch or you kneel it, you go to the 25. So what they did was the kicker started kicking it between like the one and the five yard line, between one and the 10 yard line to make to entice the player to have to actually play the ball. Now, if you fair catch it anywhere between the end zone and the 25 yard line, so essentially you have 35 yard buffer uh, to fair catch or knee it, you go straight to the 25. So it basically eliminates kickoffs uh, unless it's a desperate situation, unless you have uh, Keyshawn Nixon from Green Bay, th th yep. those kinds of scenarios. They're saying it's Roger Goodell really pushed it. They're saying it's possibly because of the concussion, you know, to kind of mitigate it when it comes to lawsuits. Say, hey, look, we're trying here. Are the numbers kickoffs are the worst. We're making kickoffs better. Stop. You can't really sue us. We're trying. That's my mitigation factor. Any thoughts here? I'll tell you what. My first thought was I'm glad we didn't sign Keyshawn Nixon because that would have yeah. sucked. I'm not even joking. That was my first absolute thought. Second thought was McCall Hardman's probably pissed off. Um, but third, it was kind of like, what's the point of kickoffs anymore? What are your thoughts here? I kind of agree with you on that last point. I mean, you know, with the whole... with. <laughs> It got to the point last year, the last couple of years, where it was you kick the ball to the 10-yard line and they run it 10 yards and you tackle them and they're moving forward, so they land on the 22. And now you're complaining because now you're just going to fair catch it and get it at the 25. I get that special teams is a third of the game, and I get that there's a lot of people whose livelihoods are playing special teams. There's a lot of people who wouldn't make an active roster because they can't play special teams now might have more of a chance at making an active roster. So it kind of cuts two ways. Um, it doesn't eliminate special teams from the game. There's still a tremendous amount of, of special team opportunities to make a play throughout the course of an NFL game. I just think that it got to the point where we're like, 
putting people at risk for the difference of like four or five yards on a consistent basis. Sure. Sometimes they run it out and they run it back for a touchdown, but it's, it's very rare nowadays. It's far and few between. So 98% of the time we're talking about the difference of less than five yards for what we know is the most dangerous play on all pro sports. So why not eliminate it? Why not? Like you said, shows on paper that you're doing something, you're actually doing something. You're, you're, you're hopefully keeping these guys healthier for the long term, which is what we all want. And, you know, it's not really affecting the game in a tremendous amount of ways. I think the crazier rule change was just making the fair catch to the 25. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a bit much, man. I, I see what they're doing, but it is limiting kickoffs. It is annoying. On the other hand, eliminating jobs on one hand, and last but not least, creating jobs on the other hand, NFL adding the emergency QB slot where you yeah. can't be on the active roster, but your emergency quarterback in case of what happened to the 49ers last year where Brock Purdy had to play with a broken shoulder. Um, is that good news for Boyle or is that good news for Zach Wilson? Who's going to get dressed and who's going to get the emergency? That's a good way to end this pod here. I don't know, but I was thinking it would be dope if there was just like three or like, I don't know, there's like a certain amount of like emergency quarterbacks in the league and you just like play for either team. Like, like an all-time <laughs> quarterback. Like there's one emergency quarterback. Like, like Michael emergency Vick. quarterback this game is like Josh Freeman. And if you need like to my- use him, you can use him. But he doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know the teams. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just your emergency quarterback. Either team could use him. So at first I thought of that. Um, but after that, yeah, I think I don't think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is going to be the two to start the season. Um, I, I, you know, maybe I'm one of the few remaining people who still think Zach Wilson can be something in this league. He looked good um, in OTAs. Yeah, he always does, though. That's my that's my thing with Zach. He has to look good on the field. So getting him closer to the field is the number two QB spot. Um, God forbid, I hope we never have to see it until there's meaningless football in January for us. Um, we're definitely gonna see him in the Hall of Fame game, my man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see him in the preseason, which, which you know, again, just stay healthy, dude. Just get through this. Like, let's just throw, like, throw the ball away. You don't have to put a, you don't have to make a play every single possession. And let's have a good, let's have a good offseason. Let's get healthy to the season because. I mean, so much potential with this team. I'm very excited. There's been it's been a wild roller coaster of an offseason for us. The highs, the lows, people on our team, people against us, people switching sides. And, you know, I'm just ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to watch this uh new episode of Take Flight. Uh, I love the first episode. It's just so cool to see everyone, see everyone yeah. in the facility, see Aaron Rodgers right in, those, in those jets in those jets colors. And while you're at it. While you're at it, you got we got flight. You got episode two coming up right now. If you're listening live, uh, mm-hmm. go catch that right now. And lastly, if you're just chilling on your app, I got some just really fun uh, Jets bets to make. Uh, there's the petty bet that I was talking about: Jets to make the playoffs, Green Bay to not. That's plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets to score one passing touchdown, at least one passing touchdown in every single game. That's plus seven fifty. Aaron Rodgers to get five. Or more rushing touchdowns in the regular season. That's plus fifteen hundred. Love that. Jets to score one or more rushing touchdowns every regular season game. That's plus eleven thousand. Love that. Some fun Jets bets. 
on a slow day here for the OTAs. Aaron Rodgers is fine. Lazard is fine. Eccles is going to be fine. Areza or Moorhead's going to be fine. Yep. Zach Wilson's definitely going to be around now because we got this third spot. He's locked in. Yep. Everything's good, man. Everything's good in the hood. Uh, the, the Knicks... The Knicks are vindicated because Miami Heat's actually a good basketball team. The Rangers are vindicated because there's no way they'd be doing anything <laughs> if they were still alive right now. They'd be getting cooked anyway. So that doesn't matter. Things are good right now for New York sports, man. New York Liberty is absolutely killing. Things looking good right now. Things looking up and up. Yankees. The Yankees and Mets, I feel like, in a similar spot. Fighting clawing to make to make the, the to make the wild card here. Uh, as we sit in May, anything can change. Any oh, last yeah. thoughts? No, no. Let's keep it rocking. Let's keep it rolling. Um, I'm definitely gonna be putting some bets in on those those uh, Fanduel bets you talked about. I love the rushing ones. Those are big. That's big upside for. And that's just a bet you put in. You put a couple bucks on it, and you let it rock all season long. Plus eleven thousand is wild. If all if I just get a random rushing touchdown every single game, it could be anybody rushing. It doesn't have to be the running. Anyone back. It could be Aaron Rodgers. You two for one on the bets. I mean, he, 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 I saw that bet, and then I also saw a video of him uh, doing like a play action end around in practice. Yeah, so I had to take it. <laughs> I just had to. I was like, all right, <laughs> sounds stars aligned for you. Yeah, it's, good. it's like that Will Smith movie. I forgot yeah. what it is. But they were like, they point stuff all throughout the day to make you pick like that guy's number. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, with Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what that's why I feel like that happened with me. But anyway, yeah. you know what it is. JTS, Jets, 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 8 p.m. Go catch the second episode of Flight 23. If you're going to the first game of the season versus Bills, hit me up. I will be there. If you watch us on YouTube, hit that like, subscribe. Next coming, Jets coming, ETC, period. If you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, hit us with that five-star review and that comment. Peace out. At Twitter, at Jay Malika, at Winning P Weekly.